Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers. 785 833. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. Hey. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Thursday Show. Morning, Morning. studio. Morning. Morning. Let's go around the room. He ate an entire tub of ice cream in one sitting. Now his pants might have a little more trouble fitting. Here he is. <laughs> Producer Eddie, Eddie, say something. Man, I can't believe I'm going to admit this, and I've thought about not doing it, but I have to do it. So a while back, I said I saw a UFO. I looked out my bedroom window. I saw this light hovering for about 20 seconds. I was like, that's interesting. I zoomed in on it with my eyes, and then it went up straight into the air. You did say, with total conviction, that you saw it outside your window of your house. Correct. We didn't believe you, but we believe that you believed you. Yes, and I saw it again last night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there it is again. You try to get a shot of it? So I know, I just walked up to the window. It's almost like a movie, you know, like walking up in my like, pajamas and like walking close to the window. And then again, I look closer to the light. It's a reflection of my wife's phone. And, and, and I saw that because we have double pane windows and I didn't realize that the reflection can be that far. So the original sighting was her on her phone and her putting the phone away on our her nightstand. That was the light How going straight up. How many UFOs do you think this is actually what's happening? Uh, a like lot. something stupid where someone doesn't even realize? That made me realize this happens all the time, I bet. Because, Bones, when it happened the first time, I was like, this is real. And no one's ever going to believe it. Did it, it scare you? Yes. Did it scare you that if you did tell your truth that we would all judge you as well? Yeah, well, you guys did judge me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I mean, like, really. Like, people are going to think I'm a weirdo. Dude, so last night when I saw it again, I'm like, oh, it's happening again. They're calling for me. And then it was the dumb phone. They're calling for you. <laughs> so they dumb. came back to get their leader. <laughs> Uh, all right, next up. Uh, My basketball team beat his in March Madness, and now for him, it's all March Sadness. <laughs> oh, no. That's huge. That's huge. Thank you. <laughs> hey, we beat him in everything. Football, basketball, doesn't matter. I thought we weren't rubbing it in. I love his days. Days later. I didn't write they, they, this. They won one game. Win a national championship and talk to us. <laughs> I didn't write Win this. Win a national championship and talk to us. It's That's- March Sadness. Here he's he is. So Mr. March Sadness. Lunchbox, everybody. You guys keep telling me I need to quit playing the lottery, but I went into the gas station. I bought a $10 scratch off, went back to the 05 Ultima scratch, scratch. I want a free ticket. So I went back in and said, hey, give me that same ticket. Go back to the car, scratch, 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 and I hit it big! 
it big? Wait, how, how big? Woo! Is it so big that... Are you, okay, hold on. Do we have audio? Oh, we got audio. Okay, here we go. Is it over a thousand bucks? He's not going to say this. <laughs> All right, play the clip. All right, I had that free ticket, then I won $10, yeah. and then I'm back because I hit it big. No, you did. Now, I hit it big. Now, I don't know if you can handle it or if I got to go to the lottery office. $100. dollars dollars you know what that makes me do? Holla! 100 Let me. What does $100 make us do? Holla. Let's do it. One, two, three. Holla! Thank you. Up in here, man. It was. It felt good though. That is good. If you just said I want hundred bucks and scratch off, yeah, we'd have been like, dude, Amazing. that's awesome. Yeah. But you played the quiet game with us and like really tried to build it up. That's yeah. good though. Good for you, man. It was awesome. It was. A, it was like, oh, I get that free ticket, go back in, then you win ten dollars, you might get another ticket. So it was like a little game. It was like you're inching towards it, and then boom, big one. Should he take that hundred and pay you for? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, being robbed in the shoe deal. Yeah. No, no, this is a, a separate transaction. <laughs> we have a we have a business account for that. We have no account, and, and any account we would have would be broke. Uh, finally, she celebrated her birthday over the last weekend, and she's also a really great friend. Here she is, Amy. Everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so just something that's been coming up in our house since we flew last weekend is this flight attendant was talking about how our seats turn into a flotation device and she's up there making jokes and then talking about how <laughs> if you're in the water then there's lights and then if you there's sharks you'll be safer da, 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 da. and my son cannot handle stuff like this so I thought is she not aware that there's children on the plane and now you're talking about us in the water with our flotation device encountering sharks. Well, yeah, crashing, first of all. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. you have to say, listen to flotation device. Right, and I get that part. Yeah. But we don't have to go off into this whole scenario how we're <laughs> stuck in the water and then there's sharks involved because that just created this whole like slew of questions. My only saving grace is that Austin to Nashville, we're not flying over any ocean. So we have nothing to worry about. She just has to say that. But I mean, he's still asking about it. I guarantee you next time we fly, it will come up. Do you think we're going to be okay? Are we flying over water? Is there going to be sharks? He <sighs> also thinks because of the news, right, that Russia is going to like, or China is going to bomb us or something into the world type world stuff. World War Three, yeah. Yeah. I think that too. Sometimes it'll be fair after watching the news. You do. That's why that. I don't watch the news anymore. That's right. Ray, go ahead. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, his dog goes to rehab for dogs. And man, that dog can saw some logs. Bobby Bones. Uh, what is he talking about? Snore. <laughs> that's not what that means, is it? Yeah. Yeah, snore. Yeah, that's what oh. he I meant poop. Never heard of no. that in my life. Well, so we have an affiliate in, in Saskatchewan, Canada, and the town is called Regina. And I, I will sit here and I, I cut stuff for them individually every morning. And I'm like, hey, thanks for listening. We have a lot of Canadian affiliates, which is really cool. There are shows on there. <laughs> I saw them in the news. So I wanted to give them a special shout out. I love being able to shout out our affiliate towns that we're in. So this town, Regina, just got in trouble because the tourism board had to apologize because they had their new slogan that was, show us your Regina. What? <laughs> oh, boy. That's so funny. What is, what That's is creative. Regina? Huh? I know no, no, no. it's the name of the town, but is there something Show like... us your Regina. Uh -huh. Amy, 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 stop. No, I get what it could stop sound it. like. That's, that's the, the point. problem. Uh, <laughs> they, 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 were, they wanted it to sound that way? Well, yeah, that's the point of show <laughs> us What else are you going to show? The other one... I thought the Regina was while. like a sword. It says Regina, the city that rhymes with fun. Ah. Oh, hey man, that's creative. I've known that one for a while. That's creative. So I want to shout out to our affiliate in Regina. Oh I like man, it. don't litter in Regina. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, that's good too. Whoa. Yeah.
Well, it's just the name of their town. But yeah. I know. But. So shout out Regina. It's just some good, clean Canadian fine. Hmm. And I'd like to recognize that. And I think that their tourism board, you know, I hate to yet to apologize. That is the name of your town. And if I said, show us your Nashville, I'd mean like, show me the good parts of Nashville that you love. Yeah. That's true. And all they're saying is, show us your Regina. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. There's so many good ones that's we can so just say. Yeah, no, we're, probably that, that, no, we're probably not going to do that, though. We're probably not going to do that. All right, thank you, guys. Let's get started with the show. Time for the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My husband and I have been married for two years. I recently discovered that he has a secret bank account. Ooh. That's mm. tough. That's not mm. good. That's tough, because what else is he hiding? Ugh. I merged my bank account into his when we got married, and that has been our primary account. But I just found out after he made a few recent big purchases and noticed they did not come out of our joint account that he has a secret account. He calls it his rainy day fund. He deposits any bonuses he gets from work and any money he makes from his side hustle of detailing cars. Turns out he has a significant amount of money in this account. We're okay financially, but at times it... It's bothersome and it probably can help us out in a pinch. He doesn't think it's a big deal. Bobby, like you, he grew up very poor, so maybe there's something there and there are issues with reverting back to that. But I can't help asking, why would my husband have a secret bank account? Are there other things he's hiding? Is this a red flag? Signed, wife with money woes. Yeah, it's a red, f- it's, it's a light red flag in that he shouldn't do it. And yes, I would think if someone was keeping something from me in that space, what else are they keeping from me in other spaces? Like, I definitely would have that feeling. I do think there's probably a bit of trauma to look at, though, and try to understand why he would do this aside from anything any, anything nefarious, anything bad. I don't have any secret accounts. And if I did, I wouldn't say it here. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But I don't have any secret accounts. But I would understand <laughs> if he feels like at any minute you guys could be poor again. I have very troubling. I've had many issues with that over my life. I'm at a place now where I don't feel like I worry about that as much. But I can understand if this is me seven years ago, it'd be in a different story. Because if I had a secret account, it wasn't that I was trying to hide something. It was that I was trying to have something safe just in case. And I'd be afraid that if someone else had access to that safe just in case, they would spend that safe just in case. The issue here is I see he made a couple big purchases. Yeah. Like yeah. if he's buying golf clubs, and <laughs> you know, that kind of cancels that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it matters what the purchases are because it really just could be his fun fund. Uh-huh. I hate to give him the benefit of the trauma if it's just his fun fund. It's a conversation that needs to be had because he shouldn't be keeping things from you like that. My only request of you is that you actually listen, open-minded, and go... I want to hear what he has to say, why he has to say it, and then see if you understand his explanation. You don't have to agree with it. Just understand it and then go from there. Because if he grew up like I did, I understand him wanting to have a safety net. I tried to have one my whole entire life. I would pay extra on my bills. And they'd be like, stop doing this. So that to me was like a safety account. But again, if he's buying a (laughs) (laughs) go-kart, there's a whole issue here. So... He's not cheating on you, but he's not not cheating on you, okay? So he's not cheating on you because of this. It also doesn't mean that he's not not cheating on you, but I don't think he is. I think there's some trauma you need to investigate. 
listen to him and then go from there. But don't go in with accusations. Go in with, hey, I see you got an account. What's yeah. up? Right. Why do you have this? He's going to get defensive. It'll probably turn into a fight. If so, let it calm down and then go back to it at a later point. Because sometimes you got, with me, I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. I get defensive. My wife's my like, okay, cool. Then we'll, after I've had time to think about why I shouldn't be defensive because I'm doing anything wrong, I just automatically defensive. We'll go, she'll readdress it later. She treats, I'm, I'm a child. I am a child. I was gonna say she treats me like a child. I am a child. And so she's learned how to negotiate through life with me in that way. Yeah. Also, I've been alone for my whole life. Told, told her, 38, 39, never lived with anyone, never was engaged, never married, anything like that. So I still have that mentality. Just you need to talk about it, but don't go in angry about it. In that conversation, should she ask for access to that account so not, she can not watch it? Not at the beginning. It? Not at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in the conversation. Well, though. but also, I don't think I think it's okay for people to have their own accounts if they you want. Can't hide it's the them, secret you can't part. hide them. So she, he yes. can. Hey, okay, if you want that, great. But let's just be transparent with each other. And That's by when you the get way, a secret secret account, a secondary. <laughs> yeah. Then there's trouble. Yes. But then for her, she can be like, okay, wow, you've inspired me. I'm going to go open up my own account. Talk about it. Understand where he's coming from. Don't go in angry. Figure it out. The end. I don't think he's cheating on you. But I'm not totally wiping that out. <laughs> my favorite part. He's not cheating on you, but he's not not. Right. I don't think he is. <laughs> we don't know. But you can't go ahead and say you for sure he isn't. Right. Thank you. That's been a very special edition of the mailbag. <laughs> wow. Multi-layers. Nuance. Yeah. Which, you know, America doesn't really have that anymore. That's nuance for you. All right. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. <laughs> has been happening over the past six, seven months or so. Lunchbox and I went in together, which was a huge mistake. And we got into the business of finding a storage unit and then when it goes up and they don't pay their bill, they auction it off. We bought one. Had lots of stuff in it. Lots of shoes. Had some illegal stuff that we haven't been able to talk about yet. And I said, I'll pay for 75% of it, but you just do the listing and handle it online. He's like, no problem. We've run into a few hiccups along the way, which... The last one was the person said they got the shoes. Well, no, they, they said they didn't get them, so they got a refund, but I have a receipt saying that they were delivered. Like, But they, do you have the shoes back? No, I didn't get so the So we shoes. lost the shoes and the money. Yeah, So and <laughs> eBay said they held a court order or whatever, and they decided to grant them their refund. So it was taken but out of our account. shoes? They were signed for at that address, so I don't have any control over that. <sighs> okay, so we lost money there. Yeah. That was a nice pair of Bally's, too. Yeah, so, so what's next? Oh, we took another hit, man. So, this so, is so stupid. This is so stupid. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no. We sold a pair of Air Force Ones for 90 bucks, size eight. And the person said, hey, will you sign them? So I had everybody in here sign them. Everybody was gracious with their autographs, put them on the shoes, mailed them out. And our item didn't pass authentication because they were altered and the buyer was refunded their $90. <laughs> And I'm like, an autographed item you can sell. Yeah. Yeah, this shoe has been repainted or altered from the original condition. But didn't they ask for that? Yes. But can't you show them that? Go to whatever court they're talking about and say, Your Honor, this mm -hmm. is them. And eBay said, Your buyer was refunded. Your item couldn't be authenticated and was shipped back. Yeah. I haven't got it back. We front, refunded the buyer $90 because it was altered or damaged. Maybe it's the wording. Maybe he has to put on their autographed shoes. No, but they, they were asked for it. They asked I get for it, it but I'm saying done. if and you repost it and say autographed and sell it to that person, maybe you can sell it. And so $90 out of our account, gone. Boom. See you later. 
I, I don't... Like, eBay just does not like us. This is getting really... Well, it's, I just... I put so much money into this. Never... Mm-hmm. Guys, never give Lunchbox any money for anything. Hold oh, on, No, hold we on. never were going hold to. You and I are in with him on investments. Yeah, that's 30 bucks, though, and I'm okay with that a little more okay. than I am. The hundreds I gave him. But how is that my fault? I did exactly what the buyer wanted. But everything is happening. And so, and so how does... One of this, if only one of these things happens, we're like, dang, that's that's showbiz, baby. It's part of doing business. Man, this is being... But it's every single thing that we do is wrong, and I don't think that we're just unlucky every time. Oh, I do. Entrepreneurship is hard. You, no, no, you no. don't see these... You don't see these dead ends coming and then you got to pivot this is human error this is not no, how is that human error it said hey will you sign the shoes cool signed them and how does ebay know they're altered like they didn't pass authentication what does that mean does ebay like take your where package? did you mail them to when you uh, mailed them whatever address it says on the uh thing so if it's something like a shoe what shoe was it an air force one air force ones they will take it and make sure it's not a fake shoe StockX does it. For shoes, they don't want anybody selling ripped off fake shoes. Oh. If you were, so I, if you were sending it right to the address, see, I don't think you did your research. That's my point. No, no, no. I, whatever, they paid for it. But so you didn't it, write autographed on there. And you have to send it to the person. Listen, it said. I'm listening. I couldn't be listening listen, any harder. They, <laughs> once they paid, they said ship to this address. So I shipped it to that address. I don't know whose address that is. When I, do I get my check? Man, it's supposed to be the, that Monday after your birthday, April 3rd. No, not supposed to be. It will be. Well, yeah, but right now we're, we ain't got no money, man. <laughs> man, he sounds wimpy. <laughs> oh, man, come on, man. We ain't got, we got no, no money, money, man. We just keep losing I'm money. about to kill him. <laughs> like, we I'm just... giving him till the day after my birthday, and then I'm going to kill him. <laughs> like, I'm we, sorry, Because you don't mess with people's money. And no, he no. obviously didn't read the rules about selling shoes on eBay. <laughs> what do you mean? Why do you yell? What do I mean? You didn't read the rules about selling shoes no, on I eBay. They said, would you like to sell something? And I said, yeah, shoes. And they said, all right, cool. What do they look like? What it, show us a picture. What size are they? And I did it. And, and say, you're telling me when you're putting up shoes. They don't say anything about, oh, you need to mail them to this person to make sure they're real. But they're not saying that they're going to authenticate them in any way. Nah. Why do you say nah? <laughs> you didn't say no. You said nah. No. Let me see here. Let's go selling. Ray, what do you think's happening here? Uh, the shoe thing is new for me. That is whack because I guess there must be a center you have to send the shoes to, yes, and that's how it all when went down. You buy down. shoes anywhere. That's but I've never cra- bought shoes. I've never sold shoes. I've never. Okay, but still, that's got to be in the rule. It's got to be in some sort of typing. Where he went wrong was eBay. <laughs> he needed to go to. There's all these different kinds of apps: Swap, Facebook Marketplace. What about the money that we didn't get back from the person who didn't sign for it? Do you think all this is us being unlucky, or do you think it's human error? No, eBay's gone the way of the everything, the dodo bird, because of that. The stupid signing thing. I'm telling you, you got to meet people in person. Facebook Marketplace is money. It's taking over. No idea why you guys did eBay. So you think, well, I did. I, well, you want to know why? Because then you have a whole new market that it's open oh, to. Like, let's listen to the market. <laughs> uh, oh, wow, because yeah. if you do Facebook Marketplace. But you how about to, the market that screws you and you get no money? Is that better? Is, is a massive market where you get screwed <laughs> and get no money better than a tiny market where you valid, get money? Valid. How was I know that we were going to get scammed? I don't know how was I know. How was I know? But I know. <laughs> How was I supposed to know that we were going to get scammed? Hey, this is your business I feel like I've been scammed. I've been scammed. I come on this show, and we do scam alerts, and I say, live vlog, and yet I'm the one that got scammed by him. I think I've been a victim of a scam. It's me. I'm the victim here. No. I was the victim. We put those shoes up, and I mailed them, and they were signed for. How does that happen, and how do they just take that person's word for it over ours? Monday, April 3rd. I just don't. So, you better have my money. Either get hey, better have my money, <laughs> or it, there will be H E double hockey sticks to pay. Oh dang! Oh, oh dang! Oh what, dang! What big thing have we learned from this? Don't give lunchbox your money. No, no. That's eBay big. is tough. 
Like eBay is hard hey, to deal Mike, with. Can I ask you a little about this, Mike D? Who t- Mike, can you help me? Sounds like Lunchbox is giving a lesson how to scam him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just order anything he puts up. Say you signed for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Thank you, Lunchbox. So, please, mailroom, be on the lookout for these shoes that are supposed to be coming back to us. Mailroom? You put the return address here at work? Well, yeah. You mean the table in the kitchen? <laughs> That's oh, where all our mail goes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, where would you I want- should have just taken money and burned it Why? on the show. Where- like, here's the money in the lighter and burn it. Well, I didn't think anything would be even returned to us. <laughs> okay, look. Goodness. And we still got a pair that won't sell, man. What's that? The Nike Air Max 97 World Tour, men's size 11. Put them on Facebook Marketplace. They've been up three times. On Facebook the, the Marketplace? First, no, the first time. Why do you keep going to eBay? We've been scammed every single pair of no, shoes no. we've sold. Like it got to thirty five dollars, but my minimum was thirty nine ninety nine, so they didn't re- meet the requirement. Why not try a different place? Yeah, why not? You could have tried Poshmark. Go to Facebook what? Marketplace. You're on Facebook <laughs> oh, every morning on the no. show. No, just click I've one been, little tab called Marketplace. I've been anti Facebook on the okay, show. Okay, you've been on crossword puzzles. That's correct. Okay, <laughs> there's no marketplace for that. Okay, we're done. I'm gonna play this song. I'm gonna, uh. I'm gonna cry into my table here because I'm out that money. <laughs> I'm never gonna see it, right? No, it's He's, gone. We got a big check. He's gonna present me the big check. I'm never getting to business with him again. That's it. Now we got other things on the docket. No, we don't. That you know about. What? Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> what? He's gonna start selling the illegal stuff that we have now. <laughs> oh, that. He's getting desperate now. All right, all right, all right. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Tammy Lauren is a second grade teacher in Byron, Michigan, and March is reading month. So she thought, you know what? Let me reach out to one of my students and see if he can come and speak to my class. Well, one of her old students back in second grade was race car driver Eric Jones. He drives a number 43 Chevrolet car for NASCAR. This dude's awesome. So she reaches out. She says, hey, will you come visit the students? Sure. He shows up, goes back to his hometown, sits, tells stories about race car driving, and then he gifts them a book vending machine. So, like, students can uh, earn tokens by, like, taking tests or whatever. Then they get those tokens, put in the vending machine, get a book. Pretty cool. Do they make book vending machines or do he have one made? I've never heard of this. They make one of those for my house. Oh, they do? They do? How do you earn your tokens, Bobby? And my you wife would, have- would say, you've been good today, been a good husband. Here's three tokens. Go get you a book. And, and I'll take Pippi Longstocking. Machine. What? Who would stock the vending machine? I guess him. Eric Jones? On that one. Oh, you <laughs> no, mean for in you. my house? Yeah. Probably my wife. Yeah. It'd be mostly books that she wants me to read. Marriage books. And then occasionally I do Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Is that it? That's it. All right. Awesome story. Do you know him? I, I mean, I know him, you know, like, like you've on heard his TV. Name? Yeah, but I, I don't bet on him. He doesn't win a lot of I races. I wasn't asking about betting him. I'm just I was saying, asking like, if he's, you knew him. He's not my top 10 racer. Degenerate racing. gambler, you. <laughs> it immediately goes to gambling. I don't bet on Eric. Okay. <laughs> that is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure 
it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Last week here, Amy was talking about how she's getting a divorce, and we were very sensitive to talking about it for a long time. There are a lot of reasons that we weren't able to talk about it, kids, legal stuff privacy issues, but we did, and it's out, and a lot of people are reaching out. They're, they're, they've been fantastic about it, at least to me from what I've seen. Have I been cool with you? Yeah. I mean, Anybody been not been cool? I mean, yeah, I try to just swipe on by. Send me their name. <laughs> most, Send me their name. Most people, and I feel like I'm supposed to see these comments, are ones that are like, oh man, I'm going through this too, and so that's where it's like, oh wow, like it's just, because it's not easy to navigate, and I feel for anybody that's having to do it, and you know, some of the stuff that I've done over the last six months that I have not been able to talk about is like how I was really nervous I was going to fail uh, my co-parenting divorce course that I had to take. <laughs> it's a four-hour... Who's making you take it? You say have to take. The law. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So every state is different, but the state of Tennessee, at least, like when you go before like a, the judge, so there's courts that are looking at everything... And this has to be completed. And you have to pass a test after you take the four-hour course. And it doesn't, it's not one of those where you can just, you know, act like you took the four hours. There's a timer. So it's timing. It knows. Each page? Yeah, each page. Like, you're on there and until you've completed it and watched the videos. What and, kind of questions do they ask, though? 
Like just a, a, an example. Well, you watch. So, for example, it would be like you. They take you through a scenario of of a like a video, a reenactment, or something of a family where the co-parents are not being nice to each other, and how they're handling the situation is not necessarily going to be beneficial for the kids. And you have to watch the whole scene so you know, like, hey. Then the question would be like, hey, what did you know the dad? say wrong in this case like what could he have done better and then you pick the answer but sometimes i felt like my core like belief like stuff i believe in how i would handle it was a little bit different than i guess what the law is saying so i was so nervous i was going to answer stuff wrong i only missed two questions though out of how many i don't remember four that's what i was gonna say (laughs) oh no it was a full-blown test like it was four hours over 50 questions yeah probably how'd you feel about the acting in the scenes. Well, I thought that people, well, what I wanted to know, it's, I'm assuming it was reenact. Yeah, it had to be reenact. Well, they didn't have like secret they're filming. <laughs> hey, will you guys let us know when you're fighting over the kids? No, no, no. What I meant to say was, I know they're reenacting, but I don't know if these are like real families that they pulled or husband and wives where they're like, hey, we know you're going through this. This is awesome. Like, actors. Hey, oh, really? Yeah. They, wow. They did a good job. That's what I was going to ask. Did you watch it? And we were like, this is some corny acting. Maybe that's a gig I could get. Well, you figure out how to hey, audition for this. That's good. Somebody who's getting divorced sees it. And it's like, wow. Look, at, has anything happened with your acting career? No, I'm still taking lessons, but I have not auditioned for anything either. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm trying to get through some yeah, big life things right now. But I'm still, I'm still consistent in my practice, so and that's important to me. Was missing two questions. That's still a past test, right? Yeah, I passed. So that was good. So I've got that. And, you know, you know, Ben had to do it, too. And we're co-parenting in a way that I think that course actually helped us, too. It taught us a lot, but so did our co-parenting therapist, our counselor. And the kids are the main priority. What if you don't take the test? Do they make you get back together? Ooh, like oh, the law says sorry. you have to do it. But if you don't, they're like, well, looks like you got to be married still. Well, so even once you file, there's like a 90-day... Like nothing can really happen even for 90 days because they're, they want you to cool down. S- yeah. Mm. So to make sure nobody's filing out of any sort of, you know, angst or anger or anything. And I wonder how many people that 90 days actually works for them to. Oh, I'm sure a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but can you imagine if you did it? It was instant. I'll take a divorce, please. And I'll take some guac. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boop. Okay, you're divorced. Head out. Yeah. That'd be all the time. What no. I don't understand, though, is like when we had kids, you know, when we were just like parenting to begin with, we didn't have to take a test. Like yeah. We should take a test when we just have the first kid, not just like they divorce test. Up, they should lock up our private parts. <laughs> and they can't unlock until you take a test about having kids. Right. Well, so that's how I felt about the adoption process. Like if I was if able to get pregnant, which we had fertility stuff, so I wasn't, but... If I had been, I would have just, voila, had a baby. But yeah. adoption, no, I had to like all kinds of things, paperwork, this, that, home because studies. Because they people. can control that, I know. Right? right? And I get it. That's valid. Yeah. You can't just be handing out kids to people. Right. But it is a little like sometimes it's just. We need, voila, is. you have a baby. Take a test before you have it. Voila, again, you don't get the key to your private. <laughs> right. Until you pass the test. Hilarious. Yeah. That's what it is. We're all wearing contraptions around our waist. <laughs> right. And then, you know. You don't have one on one day. Oh, you passed the test. Congratulations. What's your score? Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I only got two wrong. <laughs> well, so, but all, all good on that front. Yeah. Just for anyone that's frustrated by the process of having to take a co-parenting or divorce course online, like mandatory, 
you it actually you can learn from it. So lean in, ask questions, want to be better, because then you can be amicable. There you go. Heard it from her. Maybe yeah. if if your partner. Da, da, da. <laughs> the more you know. I want to bring back on Roy in North Carolina. You may remember Roy because Roy called us and said, "There's an artist, and I have meet and greets, and I really want to ask her out." Do you remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. We were all rooting for him, but we were like, "You really got to be." It's a delicate situation. Roy is on right now. Roy, what's up, buddy? Good morning, Bobby in studio. Ooh, almost. Yeah, sounds, yeah, okay. almost. He sounds happy. I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a little pep in his step. Yeah. Roy, so what happened? Give us as much as you can give us. I wait in line for mean greets and all that. And then it was my turn to meet her and all that. And she saw my vest out of everybody that had mean greets. And nobody else had much for two grannies. And she was like, I'm here for it. I like your vest and all that. And then finally I get to meet her. And I asked her, I said, hey, do you want to switch vests? She'd be like, she was like, I was so down for it and all that stuff. And we switched the vest. Vest. Yeah, she was wearing a vest. He was wearing a vest. Yeah. I was like, hey, I was on Bobby Bones talking about you and I got something to give you. And it was just a note. And she was like, I can't take the note. But were you the one that was calling on the radio? Because my drummer said he heard it early in the morning one day last week. I'm like, what? No way. And we just started busting out laughing and all that stuff. She thought it was hilarious and all that stuff. That being said, we never said her name. Oh, her name is Priscilla. No, 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 no. We never said her name on the show. So we just kind of left it generic. So he must have known the it was her. The drummer must have put two and two together. Yes. Yeah, based on the city and date and all that. So, well, you just said who it was. Mm-hmm. So it was Priscilla Block. And then she wouldn't take the note. So where did you put the note? If I was smart enough, someone told me at the meet and greet, when she took my vest, I should have put my number in the vest. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think about that at the time. So I didn't give her the note. Did you do as I suggested and you went and like found the manager or something that's with her and went, hey, I'd like to take her out so it didn't seem as weird or did you just bail after the meet and greet? No, I mean, she was right next to her taking pictures and all that stuff too, so the manager was. These pictures of Priscilla performing in a vest, was your vest yellow with stripes? Uh, Yeah, and it said block party on it. Yeah, I mean, she's wearing it in the pictures. That's pretty cool. That's like you, you give that to your best girl whenever you... Yeah, you know, it's like go. a letterman jacket. And, and, she, and she even told me, she was like, yep, it looks like you're going to be stuck with a crop top vest now. I'm like, all right, sounds good. Do you still have the vest that she gave you? I sure do. So, and you guys never went out? Nope, sadly. Mm-hmm. What Lunchbox, what do you want to say? I mean, this dude... I mean, I don't understand why she couldn't take the note. Well, you, you don't take the note because I'll tell you why. First of all... You're in the middle of a bunch of people and you're signing stuff, and you're taking pictures. You don't you don't take stuff and hold stuff from people for the most part. And secondly, you don't take notes because they could be really creepy. And so you're like, yeah, I can't take anything. Sometimes people leave some creepy crap. I tell you from experience. Now I'm not saying what he's doing is creepy a little bit, but uh, it, that's not creepy. I've had some real creepers. <laughs> and you didn't you didn't stuff. wait by the bus after the show. That's also creepy. Okay, have you slid into our DMs? I that's mean, the what, move. Like, what are you doing? I, I've been trying to catch her attention by commenting on her pictures and all that stuff, but I mean, the fish ain't biting. How many comments? Oh, man. Yeah, you've been commenting a lot? <laughs> I mean, quite frequently. Oh, yeah, no, you're yeah, overcoming. Yeah, quite too much. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's your name on Instagram? Me and Hello. Uh, it's link, L-I-N-C-K, underscore 96. All right, keep commenting. Slide in her DMs. Now, you, you're already known, so you can't play cool, so I would just go all out, buddy. Oh, but not all out in a creepy way. Don't stalk her. I would just try for another week or so commenting and messaging her. And then give us a call back and let us know if she responds, okay? But send her a DM. Oh, I mean, all right. Words of wisdom from Bobby this morning. Might as well. Send her a DM. Oh, hey. I'm going to try what? to find this dude on this. 
A voicemail from Taylor in Pittsburgh, PA. I'm a truck driver, and I just delivered a load up here to New Hampshire. And I have to say, geographically, it is a place on the map, and it does exist. However, I'm not convinced that it exists in our universe. Everybody there is way too nice. The towns are way too peaceful. It doesn't seem like it's an actual place on Earth. But I was physically there. Can't confirm that it actually does exist in this universe. Just want to let you know. I listen to the podcast every day. You guys keep me going on the road, so appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing. I told you something's up. This is, he's one of us. That is interesting. He got supposedly there. <laughs> yeah, physically yeah, Everything's there. perfect. So I'm telling you, people from New Hampshire either aren't real or they're the most amazing people ever. Okay. Sounds to me like they're not real and he was in some sort of virtual reality and doesn't know it. So you think when you pass the state line, it's like a... Um, yeah, you're kind of taking over. If there even is a state line. <laughs> New Hampshire sounds too perfect. You guys I'm are telling crazy. you. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Teachers have revealed the code words that they use when they're trying to tell parents that their kid might have like an issue, but they're trying to not really say the issue. So is it... Is it a word that the parents know what the code is for, or are they just trying, is it like a euphemism to make it not seem so bad? It's to make it not seem so bad, but they're hoping the parents catch on. Okay. And a teacher went viral on TikTok sharing it, and so many other teachers were <laughs> commenting like, yes, this is 100% fact, so I guess parents pay attention. If your child is, oh, very social, it means they won't stop talking. Mm, like, heard that before. Me too. That very was social. Me. I yes. would think that was a good thing. Oh, That's what thank I thought. you very much. Yeah, Go I'm out. social too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would not catch that code word. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, your child's excitement in the classroom is contagious. I would think that's positive. Me hmm. too. I know. It means uh, your kid can't calm down. Oh the parent's God. not going to know this. This is not code. You got to say your kid won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just right to the you point. You can't do their excitement is contagious because that is very much a positive thing. What else? Uh, your child is a natural born leader. I love that. That's good. Why, how could that be bad? Oh, they're super bossy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. This is not good. Natural born leader <laughs> is an amazing thing to be called. Yeah. I get called that every day by you guys. What are you trying to tell me? Mm -hmm. You're bossy. Yeah, yeah behind the bossy. scenes. <laughs> that's um, you guys' code word. What hey, about he's leading well today, everybody. <laughs> Go ahead. Your son is going to be a great lawyer one day. He argues a lot. Exactly. Or he's smart and can study and is able to retain knowledge. Mm -hmm. Well, Eddie's right. It means your son won't stop arguing with me. Well, they need to stop this. I don't like it. <laughs> no more tax parents. dollars to whatever programs <laughs> that those teachers are in because you got to tell them for real if it's an issue. All right, go ahead. Okay, so Billy Joel, you may know him from Uptown Girl. Or Piano Man. Oh, yeah. Or, I've seen Billy Joel in concert three times. Is it good? I saw Billy Joel and Elton John, same concert. Dang, did they do dueling pianos? Well, sort of. They sang together. That's cool. But they didn't do dueling pianos like at the bar. Oh, that's what I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you bring him up? Well, so he loses thousands every night, and he does this on purpose because he doesn't want anybody to have the front row seats so that during his show, he can send his, his people to the back, back, far rows and say, hey, what up? You've been upgraded to the front row. So it's about twenty to 30,000 bucks a night he loses. But the story with this is wow. he would get annoyed at rich people up front and he would look into the crowd and he would see people just like twiddling their thumbs or on their phones or just talking to each other because rich people get all the stuff all the time. They weren't excited to be there. So for his own mental health, because he would struggle with seeing people not having fun, so it would affect his show. He was like, don't sell the front row. I'm just going to take people at the top who I know like saved up to come to the show and put them up there because they will be cheering and be into it and in the end helps him perform better. Wow. That's, that's crazy. So cool. It's really cool. So he loses money, but really 
it's more of an investment back into him. Yeah. So he feels better as he performs. But that's that's pretty cool. Actually, I sell mine for double. <laughs> you do the the richer the better. Yeah, you don't care if they're on their phone. Yeah, you do whatever you want. All right, go ahead. So there's a neighborhood in California that is just getting food delivered to it like crazy. Taco Bell, McDonald's, Starbucks. These residents, they don't know where it's coming from. But Uber Eats is dropping all this food yeah. off. Wow. Yes, and they're trying oh. to call the phone numbers that are on the receipts, but says it's out of service. The meals are prepaid. The tips are paid. And they're like, okay, this this is just getting a little annoying, and they don't really know what to do with all the food, but it keeps happening. Well, if it was you, you'd move. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've done that. You moved. People, free pizza, and you moved. You had pizzas show up at your house, and you're like, I'm out of here. People would die for free pizzas, Amy. Yeah. The yeah, whole but- town has just been, it's like an invasion <laughs> of Uber Eats. So it's a joke? Or do it's got to be somebody food? up to something, either Uber Eats, the company, mm-hmm. uh, the owner of some I want to say one single restaurant because it's multiple restaurants, but something's up and it's turned into a promotion for something. Weird. I don't know what it is. It's hilarious. And but I it's all hours. It's like. And I wouldn't eat the food if it only came to my house. But if it's going to everybody's house, yeah. I'd risk the poisoning. Because I don't think they're poisoning everybody. Right. I haven't but been targeted. I did not eat one single slice of pizza. You, but you were targeted. I was. Yeah. Something. So you I, moved. Yes. <laughs> that was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. She's almost 80 years old. Her name's Luann, and she washes dishes. She's got to do it because she's got to pay the bills. I mean, she'd love to retire because she is 80, but she can't. So she keeps working. And sometimes she does extra shifts, but sometimes she can't make those shifts because the car breaks down. She's worried that her car will all the way die, then she will not be able to get to work at all. Well, this is what's happening. The people that work with her love her. And so one of the girls that she works with, Alicia, created a crowdfund. And she didn't get on the internet and scream it, but she did go to people and like send the email to people in the neighborhood that she knew. And there was a whole list. The fund started with the goal of raising a few thousand bucks that would cover rent, possibly a few other bills, and to fix the car. But after about a week, they had raised $16,000. Wow. So it's not enough to retire quite yet, but it is enough to get the car fixed and actually have a little money so that she can work and also not always stress about getting to work. And so that was all just because somebody that worked with her was super cool and like, hey, we're trying to help you out here at 80 years old. That's amazing. Dang, 16000 bucks. Just buy some random... I, I feel like I would owe them everything. Yeah. You'd always have to be nice. Even if you had a bad day, you'd have to be nice to them. <laughs> even, if they, even if they made you mad at work, you'd still have to be nice to them because they just raised 16000 bucks. That's an awesome story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's a voicemail from Wendy in Arkansas. What do you call a Frenchman who wears sandals? Felipe Floppe. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Felipe Flavio. That's, that's funny. pretty funny. Yeah, like it's also that. funny that she laughs right. so yeah. hard. I think that sold it. By the way, you can leave us a voicemail anytime. Questions, comments, 877-77-BOBBY. It's also our number when we're here. But if we don't answer, or if we're busy, or at midnight, you want to call us, leave a voicemail right there. Now time for the speed corny. We have 15 seconds to get Amy's morning corny right. You guys ready? We're ready. ready. We have 15 seconds. Hit it, Ray. The morning corny. What do you call an angry counselor? Counselor. Therapist. A madipist. Therapist. 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 That's it, bro. I mean, it's a little, little blue for this early in the morning. I, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. it's a pretty hard, yeah. I feel like that is a little edgy. Yeah, a little edgy. But you more, got it. It's more like a corny after dark, if you ask me. Really? It's close. Hey, we got it, though. Yeah. Yeah.
out, boys. There you go. Eddie, do the deal. Where you Clear go. eyes, full hearts, yeah. can't lose. Great. Good job, guys. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's what I got. I got the most famous movie quotes of all time. I'm going to play a clip. For example, if I play this one right here, what's the movie? Lunchbox. Oh, um, Lunchbox. E.T. Correct. Okay, That'd be a, all right. That's the easiest one we possibly <laughs> could have given you. Yeah. Well, you will buzz in with your name. So as soon as you buzz in, we'll stop the clip. If you can name the movie, you get the points. Okay. Got it. Got it. 
We have seven of these. Now, Tyler's on the phone who lives in Colorado. He picked Eddie to represent him. Hey, Tyler, why'd you pick Eddie? I don't know. Last time I, I heard this, somebody picked Lunchbox, and I can't let him do it twice. Yeah, he lost. So That's uh, it? Yeah, he, he has, has no confidence really in he me? He just didn't want to pick Lunchbox, so I guess he went over to you. <laughs> That's not he had cool. a brain fart. He picked Eddie. Here we go. I'm going to play a clip. Buzz in with your name. We'll pause the clip immediately. Ready and go. My mom always Lunch hey. Lunchbox. Oh. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is correct. Here's the whole clip. Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. All right. Mm-hmm. Number two. There is no place. Eddie. Eddie. Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. 1939. Wizard of Oz is correct. There is no place like home. There you go. One to one. Yeah, come on. Number three, go. I'll be back. Amy. Amy. Terminator. Correct. Dang, 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 dang. Everybody's got one. Here it is again. I'll be back. From 1984, The Terminator. Oh, no. Movie quote number four, go. May the force be with you. Eddie. Star Wars. Correct. Come on! May the force be with you. Thank you, Han. From 1977. Number five. You're going to need a bigger boat. Eddie. What? (laughs) That's Jaws. Correct. Come on! Taking off, boys. You're going to need a bigger boat. These were when you were in high school. Sorry. (laughs) Here we go. Next up. You can't handle the truth. A few good men. Correct. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. From 1992. When you were in high school. The score. Eddie, three. Lunchbox, two. Amy, one. There's only one left. Amy, Amy, sit out. Amy, you can block if you get it. Do you want Eddie to win or me? Yeah, what's the answer to that question? Come on, Amy. I don't really care. Amy, yes, you do. Here we go. Number seven. Amy. Amy. Casablanca. Incorrect. Eddie. If you can get it from that. Yeah, I got it. What? Go ahead. Dead Poet Society. Come on. That's Robin Williams. That's Dead Poet Society. Correct. No! Well, I've never seen that movie. Here you go. Carpe diem. Seize the day. I would have never got that. Wow, wow, wow. Ever. Well, our big winner. Wow! Is Eddie. Yes, sir! Tyler, good job. Your strategy of not picking Lunchbox paid off. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, all right. <laughs> Hello, he's, there? he's having. He's, he's... No, I'm there, man. That was that was crazy, man. I, I couldn't even get half of those. Well, yeah. um, we're gonna give you a fifty dollars gift card to Sonic, Eddie. Since you won, you can roll the rest of these out and see how many you can get. Let's go. You don't have to buzz in fast. Okay. All right, next one up. It's my favorite movie of all time. Field of Dreams. That's your favorite movie. I love it, dude. Of all time. If it's, it's, on, a good, it's a good well, movie. Well, it's but, not, I guess, not my favorite, but if but you it's. You just said it was your favorite. Yeah, you well, just said it's a favorite of all time. Of all time. Okay. And you changed it 10 seconds later. I don't know why I said that. Okay. <laughs> but I love it. Next up. He's looking at you, kid. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Casablanca. Correct. 1942. Oh. That's uh, Humphrey Bogart. There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. It's a league of their own. Correct. 1992. Man, you guys never had a chance. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Apollo 13. <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, your favorite. Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, no, that, that's me to you. I recorded that last night. Brokeback yesterday Mountain. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good job. Thank you, man. Eddie, you are the king of this game. No, that was a fun game. No one could touch you. Woo. You are the winner. Tyler is the winner. Everybody wins except Lunchbox. Lunchbox. <laughs> It does make me mad when someone steals that parking spot. If I've been there waiting 
but I couldn't get in because a car had to pull through, and then another car pulls up behind it and takes that spot, it fires me up. Now, I try not to let that affect me because I realize people can have guns in their car. Mm. But still, sometimes, the lady that gave me the bird like a week ago, somebody else honked at her, and she looked at me and put her finger out and went, boo, flip me right off. And then I'm going, it wasn't me, but I threw my hands up. Like, it looked like I was like, (laughs) let's go then. I really was like, it wasn't me. But to her, it looked my... All she did is see my face get like, uh, my hands up. Mm. And so as she drove off, she flipped me off again higher <laughs> on the side. And all I was doing was, I didn't honk at you. Oh, I'm not like trying to get into a fight with somebody that I don't know what they're capable of right then. Here you go. Two stories. Number one, a San Antonio man was shot in the leg during an argument over a parking spot. Oh. The shooting happened around 9 p.m. Mm. According to police, the two men were fighting over a parking spot at the apartment complex they live. One of them shot the other person twice. Oh my police God. said the victim was taken to the hospital. His condition is currently unknown. Oh. See, Amy? But that's, a, I mean, that's hard. Like, at night, you're just wanting to go up and go to your apartment. It's, that's a spot worth fighting for. It, it really no, is. No, it's not. That's the whole well, point of the story. I mean, if you're assuming the other person doesn't have a gun. But you can't assume that anymore. <laughs> also, no. you got into a parking lot, Tiff, where you were driving... From a spot, through a spot, yeah. and another car was trying to come in that spot, and you guys just stood there and looked at each other. What if he'd have pulled out a pistol? I would have backed up immediately. <laughs> yeah, you would have. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The sickening moment neighbors unleash a brutal baseball bat attack on a man because they were fighting over a parking spot. Mm. It seems it's not just me that gets triggered over parking spots. <laughs> That's other people, too. These parking spots are a pretty, pretty hot deal here. So the attack took place just before 2 p.m., they had been, you know, mouthing each other because it was a busy area. They had found a spot. They both claimed it was theirs. So they got out, started fighting. And there was then another person that joined. And those two beat up the one dude with the baseball bat. Brain damage. Mm. Yeah, it was a husband That's and wife that beat them up. They just, kept, uh-huh. they just kept whopping them. Oh, my gosh. This is... Over a parking space? It starts as that, but then it turns into, you're disrespecting me. So then I must react. And sometimes the reaction is shooting in the leg or beating with a baseball bat. Jeez Louise. And I know you guys wouldn't do that first part, but you'll definitely be the victim of that second part. Well, look, Ugh. you, you got to be smart about it. Like, you can't go against a big pickup truck. They probably have a gun. A Subaru? Go for it. So you're saying if it's electric. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know. Battle yeah. them out. Oh, yeah, man. Your chances are better of them not having a gun. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> it's actually not a bad theory. I'm Thank now you. starting to evaluate. Thank you, guys. Well, that's a Prius. Let's give it a run. Yeah. But you could also, like, if they start to react that way, you can lean in with love and Yeah, and lean in. Passion. See what happens. Yeah. See what hits you I'm when you lean in, in anywhere. Maybe, I ain't leaning in the crowd. Maybe, like, the one time a guy yelled at me in the parking lot. He told me to slow down. Like, I was going, I mean, I was going maybe 20, maybe Oh, now she's backing it down. Uh, uh, I don't remember. She went from 20 to 18. That's how long in a parking lot is fast. Stop. No, whatever it was, I don't remember the details, but I was not speeding, but he seemed to think that I was. And then when I encountered him later, like 30 minutes later, because we were both coming out of somewhere, he was like, hope you got to where you were going. And I was like, (gasps) and he started walking towards his car. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be talked to that way. So I said, sir. And then he turned around and I just said, like, I was like, you shouldn't talk. I can't remember exactly how it went, but I just was like encouraging him to be kind to people. So because, you remembered you're going 18 but, specifically, uh-huh. but you can't remember. That no, either. I said, I don't remember the details. Oh, of the okay. speed. Right, right. Interesting. <laughs> but I just remember it being very, very awkward, but I felt good after I got mm-hmm. my car. Cause I was like, hopefully now he'll think twice before he says something to someone. And I think he even said, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have done that. No, I feel way. like you made that up for the first time we heard the story. <laughs> no, oh, come on. Come on, man. I don't think 
I think you're making crap up. No. And then he went and donated to charity right after because he felt so bad. What I'm saying is I took time to just say, hey, guy, you don't have to treat people this way. I don't think he regretted yelling at me to slow down, but I think he regretted being snarky 30 minutes later when he was like, hope you got where you're going. And then what'd you say back? I think I said something I think, like, I think, I think, go ahead. <laughs> I just was. Did you stop him? I, yeah, he was. He, she leaned listen, in. Listen, I was a little tiny bit triggered. I shouldn't have said anything, but I was like, nobody's going to speak to me that way because I know I wasn't speeding. And then he has to be a jerk and tell me, I hope I got where you're going. So I just, he was walking to his car, Porsche, uh, of course. And I was like, <laughs> um, excuse me? And he said, yeah. And I think I, in a nutshell, since I can't remember the exact scenario, I was just saying, you don't have to be rude to someone like that. You never know what someone's going to. And I think I may have even said, I've been having a hard day and it's just not nice. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> this story oh, no. continues to unfold. I don't know. My, my theory is she just thought it as she walked back to right. her car well, and it's no, turned into this. Oh no, I 100% talked hey, to man, him. sister. <sighs> 100 percent i'm proud of you i'm proud of you there's no tape but i do think that he was like you know what you're right i bet i told y'all that i still would not have confrontation even with that because all you gotta do is go oh yeah boom gun done the end haven't seen that guy since yeah he probably ran away (laughs) (laughs) a friend of mine called was like hey my daughter's car got stolen and i was like wait what he's like yeah i was like is it fancy car he's like no it's like why'd they pick hers like I don't know it was in the middle of parking lot with like a hundred other cars and so listen to this I'm gonna start the news with this story right here Bobby's Big Stories there's a rise in car thefts across the country because TikTok is showing people how to steal cars no uh, oh uh apparently there are trends on TikTok that show you how with specific models (laughs) they show you how to steal it this is not good Wow. TikTok had to put out a statement saying, it does not condone this behavior which violates our policies and will be removed if found on our platform. But that doesn't mean they're not getting put up. So they're putting up TikTok showing you how to steal certain cars. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And whomever's from the TikTok app, I'll go find them because they've probably stolen other cars. Right. Like they've probably done some illegal stuff. Except my dad, back in the day, he had a little Swiss Army knife. He could open up any car. He never stole a car. But, like, if you locked your keys in there, he would get his little knife, jiggle the lock, it'd open up. But I think that's old school car. I don't think that works now. Well, I don't know. He's never. I don't think he's tried in the last, like, 10 Have years. Have him try and get back to it. <laughs> yeah. And if it does, we'll make a couple TikToks. The study says marriage lowers a woman's risk of death, even if they get divorced. So it doesn't matter. As long as you get married, apparently you live longer. A new study published in Global Epidemiology found that getting married reduces the death rate by females by a third. It doesn't even matter if they stay married. They looked at 12,000 Americans over a 25-year period, and the women who married, 35% lower risk of death. Okay. So even if you don't love them, just marry them so you can live longer. Divorce it up. be good to go. <laughs> that easy. I don't think that's it. <laughs> but that's not all. The study also showed the women who married had a lower risk of cardiovascular disease, less depression and loneliness, more optimism, and a greater sense of purpose. Hmm. While those who divorced did see a higher risk of death than those who stayed married, the divorcees still had a lower risk than those who stayed single. So us men are heroes for saving these women's lives. Okay. You don't have to marry. Women can marry women. Yeah. Didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's from the New York Post. Uh, the happiest country in the world. According to research, the happiest country was Finland. Oh. I don't even know what goes on over there. Oh, yeah, what do they have to worry about? Yeah, over they there? got nothing. Happy things. You haven't been there. How do you know? It's so <laughs> happy like... they don't want us to know about it. That's what it is. They don't want us coming over there, so they don't tell us. Denmark, a close second, and Iceland was third. These sound like all cl- uh, really cold countries. The, yeah. 
America was like 16th or 17th or something. That's not good, guys. Mm. Yeah. Societal pressures. Mm-hmm. Uh, polarization of politics. Yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, there's just a lot of that here that mm-hmm. ain't good. But if you're in Finland, Denmark, or Iceland... Well, first, my question is, how'd you find our show? Secondly, <laughs> congratulations. It's or so happy there. If you're looking to be happy, you can move there. If you want to be happy <laughs> for the rest of your life, life, just move to Finland where there's some ice. Yeah, here we go. An asteroid's expected to pass close to Earth this Saturday. So two days from now. Like really close? One inch from Earth. <laughs> it's always some crazy number, but that is close, and we can't stop an asteroid. So if it does happen to match with us one day, it is going to slam into us. No, no, you no. can't shoot it down. No, no, no. What you do is you send a bunch of oil guys up there. I saw that documentary. Yeah. And then they they drill a big hole into it, drop a bomb. It's a good it's a good doc. Did they die though? Yeah, Bruce. Spoiler alert. It's way too old. The movie's too old to spoil at this point. Bruce Willis does. And she has to like touch the screen and be like, Dad, I love you. And he's like, Well, I'm doing it for you. And then What a hero. Aerosmith comes on. (laughs) Scientists looking to observe asteroids will get a rare chance to see one pretty up close. According to the office, the asteroid name 223DZ2 measures between 140 feet and 300 feet in diameter. Whoa. Are you kidding? That is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit, yeah, yeah. It slams into Earth. It's over. But it ain't going to. It'll get closest to Earth at 2.51 p.m. Central Time on March 25th, which is two days from now, obviously. And it doesn't really give how far away it's going to be because I think it's, we'd look at those numbers and not know what it meant. But it's going to be very close, and you should be able to see it with a telescope. So, oh. Bones, that's a cute number and all, but if it was, like, not going to miss us, would they tell us? Probably not. <sighs> or are they like, whew, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pass us, guys. We can send Have the news out. Have you seen Don't Look Up? Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah. I liked it a lot. Where they, they, you know, they're studying. That's what they do. And finally, like, oh, God. Oh, God, this is coming. And they, they see it far out. And it's like they start. It's going to be something like that. Oh, my God. Where they probably the try to not tell us, but somehow it gets out. And then some people are yelling, there's no way. It's conspiracy. Then there's, And then it's mayhem. And then it's political polarization. And then Finland wins again. <laughs> <laughs> Guests criticized her for having her own daughters at her own wedding when she said it would be a child-free celebration. Okay. What? Oh. It's her own wedding. She can do whatever she wants. Stop. I agree. And the kids are probably in the wedding. And she can do whatever she wants. But we had a wedding with no kids. But we had kids in our wedding. Right. right. And nobody was complaining to me. I mean, honestly, when I saw the kids, I got a little upset. But then I got over <laughs> it. <laughs> but it was just kids in the wedding. And it was our family. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it was our wedding. Right. I, just, I, can't, I can't help the way I felt. Hey, it's our wedding. <laughs> we paid for it. You know? uh, Virginia man wins 150000 bucks twice in the same Powerball drawing. How? How does this happen to people? Ben Baker. He said he bought 10 tickets bearing various numbers, and he discovered the drawing had two of his tickets, and they matched four numbers and two of the tickets, and with that, he won $150,000 each because he had some triple play prize or something, too, apparently. Must be nice, man. That is from UPI. No one likes me. I don't win that. (laughs) Your life's pretty good, I'll be honest with you. You've kind of won the life lottery. Mm, Could be a lot better. I think it's because you speak so negatively. Yeah, you've won the life lottery. You just said no one likes me. You have an easy job. You get paid well. Easy you job? Have, Are you kidding me? You have the easiest job of well of anyone in here too. Yeah, oh, totally. Stop. And then here we go. Who do you think has it easier than oh, you? God. Eddie. No. Why Eddie me? has literal like work <laughs> like, he has to do, like busy work even. That's not hard yeah. work. Busy work. Where he has to just edit. Like time yeah. consuming crap. But it, which we need it, and he's good at it. But yeah, it's real work. Yeah. Anyone else? We all have real work. What? What for you? What would you do up here on this show? This like work work. Uh, everything, everything. No, I not say everything. Is work. No, not everything. Like after we finish the show, on this show, what do you do? Oh, I come up with audio bits. That's what I have to do. 
And that's you that's go home and record one. your wife. Hey. Sometimes. Hey, yeah. let's play what's in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she, uh-huh. We have yeah, to yeah. go through this with him like once a I know, week. I know. My bad. Uh, finally, Brett Eldridge turns 37 years old today. Happy birthday, Brett Eldridge. Your favorite Brett song, Amy? Oh, man. Mine, it's not one that was on the radio. Put me on a train. Mm. Put me on a Ooh, runway, one-way, sky-high aeroplane. It's called Gotta Get There. I like, take me the long way around that's this town. Oh, I love that's that jam, too. Uh, happy birthday, Brett. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We gave Lunchbox some money. 
I gave him 30. Amy gave him 30. He matched 30. 90 bucks into the stock market because he wanted to make us all a little bit of money. Hit that money song, Ray. So, we're coming over to your lunchbox. We yeah. put 90 in. We've been a couple weeks into this now. How are we looking over there? Man, guys, we've only made 86 cents. What? What's your total there? $95.87. We made $5.86. Oh, you're right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He can't even read the numbers in front of his face. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. We are, hey, we're hey, up. Hey, we're up. Oh, we're now, up. We're, yeah, now we're now only up $5.87. <laughs> we just have to let go <laughs> of the fact that he's the one in charge, but we're up. $5.87. See, guys? But that's pretty good. Yeah. We're in for 90 but we've made, let's just say, 6 bucks. Yeah. We're up 0.05% today. What do, you, what do you do here? Do you watch the market go up and down and then pull it out, or do you just wait? I, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I think like, he's asking me. No, I was oh. asking Bobby, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Sorry. you. Thought you're asking me. Thought <laughs> you're asking the money guy. No, man, no. You just have the app. Um, I if I and I'm not stock guy at all. Sometimes I goof around. Like one time I got real sick. Like I was just so sick on the couch for like three days. I bought a bunch of Steve Madden stock, and that's the shoes. This is like seven, eight years ago. And uh, I think I spent like 300 bucks on it. It's worth like four or 5,000 bucks at this point. Dang. Yeah, but it's been a while. But I don't know I don't know when to take it out. I mean, that's not my job. Well, I need to find something like that because everything it I try to- It years and years. It took patience. And I, honestly, I, I try to buy things and all this stuff is so expensive. Like I don't even have enough for one share. So I've been buying a lot of, I buy a partial. That's okay, but what do you, what do you want to buy? I don't know anything. I, I no, just no, got, not, I don't know anything. Well, no one's really giving me any tips. Like, you know, like Morgan said, oh, you just talk to your friends. Well, guess what? I talk to my friends. My friends don't have any idea. They have no idea what the stock market is. So. Ray, don't you have a new tip for Lunchbox? Yep. What is it? So it's one that you guys can afford because it's $32. Oh, that's you, a lot. Well, I mean, I'm just saying you have enough money for it. So you can my, get, We had 95 bucks in there, don't we? No, 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 no. We only have our buying power. Oh, we haven't cashed out of anything. It's $62.92. You want to know what I bought, though? What? I did buy, I mean, we got us, we got us a 0.03 uh, share of Tesla. A point zero, we got a steering wheel from one car. <laughs> a point zero six share of Apple. Uh-huh. A point nine 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 share of AMC. How's that AMC stock doing? We probably bought one and it's down, right? No, it's up, man. It is. It is up fifteen cents today. Overall, wow. what, do we, what do we spend on it? Uh, I, I don't know how to tell that. Oh, gosh. No Ray, graph in there? How, how do I do that? Ray, what's your deal? So it's called Revance Therapeutics. Oh, I and, looked that one up. And the stock symbols RVNC, and my boy, like you said, you just listen to your friends. My boy tells me it's going to triple in the next year, so you'll make three times your money. Okay. And they just come up with drugs, and they get approved by the FDA, and then boom, the stock shoots to it's the It's that roof. easy. They just come up with drugs. That's that simple. Goes up. Wow. wow. Who knew this was so easy? Wow. The hey. coolest part about it is Revance Therapeutics is in town, so you could just drive by and see your money at work. No, and I can go <laughs> in because I'm a shareholder. Yeah. I can go to the board meeting. Yeah, try that. Yeah, no. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know that it's not the case. <laughs> I mean, if you own the stock, right? I mean, you know what I did buy a stock of? I'm a proud owner. We are a proud we owner. Are, we are. Yeah, it's our money. Rolls Royce. Wow, Why did you us. do that? Man, because <laughs> you say you own a Rolls Royce. But you don't own a Rolls Royce. <laughs> How a- cool is that? Like, you want to be talking about an elitist guy. <laughs> Like, you want to show up? Like, what's up, man? What's up? What do you got? Oh, I got a Rolls Royce. You drive a Rolls Royce? But you don't have a Rolls Royce. No, man. I just own a stock. I own stock in Rolls Royce. (laughs) How many shares did you buy? I bought one. And it's down. We, we. It was $1.80. It's down to $1.78. But how cool is that, man? So as of today, we're up how much? Uh, Right now? Yeah, on the 23rd. $5.88. Went up a penny. Okay, so on. 
Here we go. Thursday, March 23rd. Wow, this is good. I'm going to do this RNVC thing. RV. We're up $5.85. 88. 88 cents. I'm writing down. 5.88. Well, check right oh. now. It might have gone down. Ray, yours is down, man. Down buy now. Buy, 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 buy. That's it. I'm buying it. It's down 16 cents. Okay. So and then go buy later today and see how they're doing. How, how do I, I <laughs> knock on the door and ask them, why'd you guys go why down? Why does it tell me dollar amounts? I just want to buy one share. Mm-hmm. How come I can I just say one share? You can change it to shares or money. How do I do that? <laughs> oh, dollars. I see it. You should show him off. Buying shares. Also, yeah. he hasn't invested all the money yet. He just has cash sitting there. What? That's that's terrible. Invest the money. That's what we have. Guys, he's like, I got buying power. You, you should have already $60 bought dollars in the account. Guys, I haven't had friends tell me what to buy. You, you, like I told you. <laughs> Ray more, just more, said buy that. So Morgan's exact quote was. Buy more than one share then if you believe what Ray's saying. I, I can't afford it. How much is one share? $32. You well, can. You have $60 buying power. Yeah. 32 plus 32 is 64. We don't have enough. For one share? Or two shares. You said buy two. I think you just said one. Oh, I'm buying one. <laughs> but can, you could sell a little bit of one of the others. No, 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 no. You no, don't sell. No, no. No. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Bid. Wait, this wait. has been dummies on money. Hold on. You hold know on, what? what? How do I? I want one number of shares. There we go. Wait. Why is the market price thirty two sixty two and they're charging me thirty two sixty three? They're ripping me off. Probably a fee, huh? Not one cent. Uh, I think it just moved. <laughs> Oh, that is that's crazy, man. That's crazy talk. Okay. Here we go. We are in. Hey, Rain. What's funny is I may have looked up that RNBC earlier because I go. You know how I do my research. I uh, I just go to the top hundred for the day and I scroll up and down it and I look at the red and green lines. I'm like, oh man, that was only a dollar twelve. Should I buy that one? But a dollar twelve, we ain't gonna make any money. Um, what kind of drugs are they making? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'd Is rather stay out of there. Or- <laughs> yes. Any, like, meth. opioids? Yeah, meth. Okay. No, we're not doing the opioids. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? We're not doing the opioids. What? <laughs> what? We're not doing the opi- opi- opioids. Opioids. There you o- go. Op- yeah. Opioids. <laughs> That's a tough word, man. Okay. How oh do you God. say? How do you say it fast? Say opioids. It. Opioids. Like opi. Opioids. Like opioids. 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 Now you're making me say it weird. Okay. <laughs> See, it's so hard. I'm gonna play Cody Johnson. Oh man, we went down again. Okay, man. gosh. Wait, wait. Did my? I. Oh wait. We're up to not ninety-five dollars ninety cents. Woo! Amy, do men and women cheat for the same reasons? I would assume not. This is from. A journal called the Journal of Sex Research. Why do men cheat? Oh. Mostly. Not all the time, but just. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Just in general, we talk about this that you say, oh, oh we're so physical. Yeah, we're, we're like cavemen. Girl pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then women emotional. Men often cheat because why, Eddie? Mm, yeah, like Amy said, girl pretty, <laughs> I must have. Same. Hottie with a body. Yeah. Because we're idiots right we just, i don't know if they were, we, i don't consider that being idiotic it's called you're attracted like that's what happens that's yeah, not that's idiotic like, but that's level one that's just like i see it i need it right it's like what you buy when you leave the grocery store that's in front of you you know you don't really need that pez dispenser <laughs> is that what you say but it's right you? there and you're like i gotta have it quick can you just but she we, also sees you and says whoa i gotta have it so it's a it's a 50 50 thing i'm man. not saying it's not a 50 50 thing but i'm saying the guys are cheating it's so surface yeah. for us because we're such dumb dumbs we only need surface Right, so men often cheat because they feel their sexual needs are not being met. All right. Also, a wandering eye leads to grass is greener type thoughts. Yes. Which will also get you in trouble. Yeah, you look at the neighbor's lawn, you're like, man, that lawn looks a lot nicer. They must take care of it. And like Lunchbox says, it calls it upgrades, right? Uh, like what? you upgrade your life. I don't think it's, a, I, I don't. Sometimes any, it could any be. Any guy that, I, pff, it is rarely upgrades. Rarely an upgrade if they're just 
cheating to cheat. Usually it's a, I wouldn't say an upgrade. I would say it's a, just something else. Mm. You know, because a guy's going to do what a guy's going to do if a guy's ready to do what a guy wants to do. Because again, we're idiots. Now women, why do you think they cheat? I'm a, like some sort of connection. They're they're neglected in a way. Eddie? They're actually falling in love. They're like, oh, I love him. Like, he deserves, he needs to be with me. So more substance. Yes. Like, it's more deeper. than one layer. Just more than just seeing with eyeballs. Definitely deeper. Lunchbox, why do you think women cheat? Money. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, go, go. They, they, they see someone that has more money. Kind of expand oh on that a little and bit. And they think they can give them more. Like, like at, um, a power dynamic at work, it's like, oh, that person has this and they can help me get to the, break through the ceiling and get to a higher position. <laughs> and they can provide me with more money. They have more stability. That guy drives a Corvette. My husband drives a Subaru. I'm going with the Corvette. Oh, wow. What does that have to do with the work thing? You lost me there. No, the work thing is like if it's someone high up at a company, it's like, man, if I start dating them, they have more money. Either we get married or they're going to get me a better position. So what? They so go up the corporate ladder. So they use them? Yes, they use them a little bit sometimes. <laughs> so that's the way women get there. Yeah. So huh. what if a guy just has a, like a really expensive car and flashy jewelry? No, that's, yes. They see that and they're like, oh, I could live that life. Like that lifestyle, they are more secure, like stable. Like they're living in an apartment with their husband in a Subaru <laughs> and they have to share <laughs> it. Subaru keeps and coming up. Go ahead. I'm listening. She has to drive the, ride the city bus to work and then this guy's driving a Corvette with gold chains and it's like, man, I want to live in the mansion with the Corvette and the gold chains. <laughs> and so that would be a big reason that women yeah. cheat. The gold chains. What about you though? Because what if your wife, there was some guy that drove up in a Maserati covered in jewels Hey, she might. You drive the Altima, take a bike to work. <laughs> right. You, you ride your bike to work, you have an Altima. Would she cheat on you just for that? Uh, Maybe. Do you worry about that? Nah. Why? I mean, I just don't worry. If it happens, it happens. There's nothing to worry about if it happens. there's Why would you worry about it? Because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Can't stop it. You so. can't actually prevent it. No, by, you can't. I can't be with her 24 hours a day, seven no, days a week. No, but it's not so. about being with her and monitoring her. It's about providing things so it never actually happens to begin with or that she even wants that. Oh, I think I provide for her in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't. Uh, okay, well, the answer is women, on the other hand, tend to cheat because their emotional needs are not being met. Yeah. They're not getting enough attention. They feel they're not being appreciated. How do you feel yeah. about that? That's what it means. Uh, they can't buy them. Oh, you can't buy me those diamond earrings? Guess what? Dude with the Corvette can. You need me to take the bus again? Okay, I'll go to the Corvette. What? Do you think, think that's, that's ever been a conversation in the history of the world? I got to take the bus again? Nah, I don't want to be with you. I'll take the Corvette. Yes. You do think that. 100%. That's been a real conversation. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear Because those are emotional oh, needs. What? What like is? You, diamond rings? That's and not an emotional need. That's, that's not an emotional need. That's the yes. Seriously? Yes. Emotion, you don't think women, emotional you, you needs don't are think, things like support and love, feeling heard. Mm. You know what, Bones? He thinks money makes him happy. You're, so you're, you're that telling me emotion. You're telling me a woman like, oh, the guy can't buy our Dolce Gabbana purse, so she goes and finds a guy that can. <laughs> that's an emotional need. Some women have that need. That's I, that's not an emotional a need. That's a yeah, that, need. No, it emotionally makes him feel good. I told you, <laughs> that's where it's at. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it, buddy. All right. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Seabrook, New Hampshire. A woman called 911 and said, hey, just to let you know, there's a bomb at the local Walmart. You better go check it out. Hangs up. Then she calls back. Hey, there's an active shooter at the local Walmart. You better go get him. Party at the Walmart, huh? What on earth? <laughs> Jeez. She did this all while she was in the back of an Uber, on the cell phone, 
speakerphone so the Uber drops her off where she's going, and he immediately calls 911 and says, hey, this lady in my Uber is the one that called. <laughs> they arrest her, and she was doing it because her boyfriend was across the street at Dick's Sporting Goods getting arrested, and she was hoping to create a distraction so the cops would leave him, and he'd be able to escape. Wow. <laughs> Because wow. there are only so many cops. <laughs> yeah, I've always thought. <laughs> you know, like if the president's in town, hey, speed away. No, that's what, hey, over. If the president's in town, that's Wait, when you can rob a bank. No, but you're thinking like the bonehead what? does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because exactly. all the police. I would not rob a bank while the president's in town because if you're anywhere near the president, you will go to jail for a lot, lot, lot more. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's more security in town. No, no, you go to the like if they come, some come with him. Like if, if the president. Oh, really? Yeah. Because me and Eddie were downtown one time and yeah. Biden, I think. I so, drove through, and I mean, there were cops everywhere. You couldn't even walk on the street. Yeah, they use a lot of cops here, but they also bring a lot of their own. Oh. He doesn't roll, f- you know, footloose and fancy free, and it's like, I'll just take the cops that are in town. Oh. He does use them here some. Oh. But he also brings his own his own squad. Okay. They actually come and advance it. So they'll come, clear, look, address, and be ready for when he gets here. He has a team that's always advancing where he's going Dang. to. This is going to sound morbid, but... I feel like uh, in New York recently, a fallen officer happened, and they had this huge funeral ceremony, and it seemed like every police officer in the city was there at it. And Yeah, that would be the time to rob that, That's what I'm saying. Not the president saying. down there. Right, oh, right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I just want to say I've had Arkansas Keith over my house the last few days. It's been awesome. It's weird on a weekday when someone comes and stays. Because you just have to work all day, then I feel guilty and I get home and I'm not really free till late in the afternoon. And then we try to rush and do stuff. And we had, you know, late dinners at 9, 10 o'clock every day. But it was a lot of fun and I'm glad he came up. What happened was it was spring break and his grandson, because Arkansas, Arkansas Keats a grandpa, yeah. which is crazy. But it's not because, I mean, I, I'm old enough to have kids. <laughs> yeah. So him and his grandson, who I hadn't met, came up. And we had an awesome time. It was just really great, but I whooped his butt at ping pong. I wanted to say this, because he beat me the first time. Oh. I crushed him three games to none. No prisoners. You had to do that before he left? And I had to say it here. <laughs> because he played a lot of ping pong at the house. They played a lot. And I just, I had no prisoners. I beat him like 11-2, wow. 11-6, 11-2. That's right, 65-year-old man. Take that. <laughs> should be proud of yourself. Yeah. We had dinner last night, late dinner. We went to the mall, walked around a little bit, and then... Went to North Italia. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's not fast food. It's like a restaurant, but versions of this and other malls, you can just walk in and grab stuff as well. So we had that, which is pretty good. And then we didn't start eating till 8, which we didn't mm. get done until 9.30. That's late for Arkansas you. Arkansas Keats a slow eater. I'm going to say this about him. And only because he likes to talk. And he had every picture <laughs> up in his photo. I'm showing every picture. Hey, this is my dad. Talking about him. Yep. Look, hey, look at you 12 years ago. Yep, flip here. Hey, <laughs> check out this duck. Check out this mallard I killed. I love that. And so we just went through all the pictures in his phone, but it was really great. And he was on the show with us yesterday, and uh, it's all it's, it's been awesome. So sad to see him go, uh, but uh, good to watch him leave. <laughs> and you got him at ping pong. <laughs> Nothing. That's what yeah, creepy girls. guys would say about girls. Hate to see you go, but I'd love to watch you leave. Yeah. Walk, walk, walk away, whatever. Yeah. I get it. So we'll ping pong, yeah. Uh, Mike D., I want to talk to you real quick. You said you saw the worst movie of the year. So bad I almost walked out. And this is Movie Mike from Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, who tries to watch every movie. What movie is the worst movie of the year? It's a movie called 65 with Adam Driver. It's a sci-fi movie. I wouldn't think Adam Driver would do a bad movie now. Oh, he did. Because he's, like, quietly A-list. Yeah. And so 
What is he doing in this movie that made it so bad? It's about him as a pilot. He crash lands on a planet. Turns out it's Earth 65 years ago. There are dinosaurs living here. Sounds great, right? 65 years ago? Uh, a million years ago. I was going to say, dang, there were dinosaurs living <laughs> there. Yeah. So, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Entire movie is so boring. What did they give the review before you watched it? Did you look at a review or no? I saw that it was doing really bad at the box office. It cost $50 million to make. So far, it's only made $20 million. What they, do you rate it? I give it one out of five dinosaur prints. One of the most boring movies I've seen ever. There's dinosaurs. There's a spaceship. Nothing happens. And Adam Driver. Like, three things you would love in a movie. And it's the worst of the year. How long was it? It was, That was the only good thing. It was an hour and a half. Yeah, I'll That's probably short. watch it then. Yeah, I'll watch oh. it just at a principle of support an hour and a half movie. Uh, one out of five... Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Even if you love dinosaurs and Adam Driver. Even if you love all those things, don't even watch it when it comes out on streaming. Not worth oh, your time. Dang. Wow. Oh, I've never heard him say that before. All right. Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. You guys check it out. That's mm-hmm. it. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Tonight, I'll be in Vegas watching Arkansas and UConn. If we don't return tomorrow. Uh-oh. And it's just all music or I don't know. Well, the who they'll put on. <laughs> you know it wasn't a good night. Okay. Yeah. Just Let's like, hope you know, that doesn't happen. Let's hope that doesn't happen. All right. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bobby Bones. Yeah. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.